The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Let's ride on the Media Mash. Let's ride, let's ride, let's ride. I'm back from baseballing, everybody. I'm back back here on the show after the month I spent. Uh, the show? I see what you did there. Covering, covering, uh, <laughs> covering the World Series. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. The author, the legend of the book, which is called Coach Prime and the Making of Men. What's it on this, the bestsellers list now? Number what? Wow. No, we're not there yet. We're not there. We on Amazon. Amazon's we're number six up. Number six yeah. and cl- and rising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six we and did. rising as we get ready to go into the holiday season. I'm just trying to figure out is you know did the, the coming out of the book is why the team start losing. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> you know, it be your own people. <laughs> Clarence always asks difficult questions. It's all love, man. We care because we care. Is it love? We care because we care. It's love, man. He know it's love. We've been there a long time. You know, I read something today on on Twitter. Wow, it said, uh, it's uh, dangerous now. It was, but it was good. It oh, said, yeah. uh, "God protect me from my friends because I can deal with my enemy." <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. That's, That's good. Said. That's so, good. He also said, "We care because we care." Nah, yeah. really? Yeah. Where? Where? When I when I stop messing with you, mean I don't like you. What book is that in? When I stop messing with you, mean I don't like you. What book is that in? I don't waste my jokes on people that I don't like. <laughs> Hi, Nick. The book of chill. Somewhere by the Book of Mormon over there. Chill. All right, Nick. Uh, Cowboys talking in the room today. What'd you get out of it? Yeah, we got to talk to Martavis Bryant for the first time uh, since he's since he's been in the building. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely reserved and calm mannered. Uh, especially, I, I'd done a lot of digging yesterday just on what his time looked like when he was with the Steelers and his last year with the Raiders, and then the pu- the very few public availabilities he's had since then, whether it be in the XFL or when he first made it to the CFL. He never actually played in the CFL, but yeah, a lot more calm mannered, uh, reserved, grateful for the opportunity that he has uh, to be back here in Dallas. Um, or just to be back in the NFL period. I, uh, yeah, it was cool to be able to talk to him, just kind of see where his journey has taken him in, in the last five years. He was a little, you know, reserved and, and wanting to talk about details, but um, he was quick to take accountability for his actions that, you know, led him to that five-year suspension. And um, as far as what he could do here in Dallas, man, I, I he's going to start on the practice squad. He said he's going to have to ramp up to football speed. He says he's still got his speed. He's just going to have to be able to ramp it up in a football area. Um, but looking forward, do, do you see any impact in, 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 my, in my evaluation right now? I don't Saying it, I don't say yes at all. Um, yeah, I know that's that's uh, that's getting thrown off. Uh, I don't say yes at all, but I you look at his physical size and his his physique. He looks good, like six four, every bit of it. Uh, Two hundred twenty pounds looks good physically. Um, I, I think he can be a physical presence as you know a type of red zone target, but you haven't seen it in five years. So that's um, a long time. Bro. Yeah, it's a long time, and he's he's thirty one years old. You know, we'll see what he has tomorrow at practice. Uh, we won't be able to see a whole lot, but you know that's going to be his first opportunity to get with the coaches and see what he can do. Chill. Why? Well, why is 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 he's like the Bigfoot? It was like it, it was fun because I did the obviously the press conference with him and and talking to him and just him walking in there, big dude. I mean, just imposing. Big. He's a big. When you say big receiver, big six four, big receiver. Okay, so talking to Dak and I walk off with Dak and he said, "That's a big dude." He said, "I ain't seen him yet, but everybody tell me he's big." He's big, you know, talking to CD. 
He said, I hadn't seen him yet, but Michael Gallup said, he's big. He's big. And, 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 and you know, one thing we – listen, I've talked, screamed here about the Cowboy having a lack of a red zone threat. I don't know why you smiling, y'all. Get your minds out the gutter. First of all, I just need y'all pause. Okay, I, I was pause. trying. I was trying to be pause. the adult in the room. I, I really was. To get your minds. I, I was mean, trying so need... hard to be the adult in the I room. I mean, y'all, got, y'all are kids. Really? I'm just. I it's mean, so imposing. You, you can't tell us. You Look, can't tell us. I mean, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> no, you have not. <laughs> you have to pause on availability like last I mean, month. You're you talking about me. Uh, yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's, it's, just, ridic- it's, just, it's just ridiculous. It's, we've talked to we were blue in the face about the lack of a red zone threat. You talk about what can he add. That's what he can add. I mean, something you can't coach. I talked to Dak about that. He said it's something you can't coach. You know, this that big body to go in the in, in red zone. He said he could still run. He told me he ran 23 miles an hour. He said he, he don't know what he ran in the 40. No pads. Okay, he's a big boy. I mean, he can carry those pads. He carried them before. But the size, length, girth. <laughs> All of Stop. it. I understand. I understand. We talk about the red. You asked me what he can bring. <laughs> red zone threat. Red zone option. You know, immediately he's an imposing figure target in the red zone. Slants. You know. Why stop looking at us. I mean, because it's ridiculous. I got to look at Nick. I got to look at the, the, the youngest, maturest person in there. Slant. What he can do. I mean, obviously, you, he hasn't played in a while. Uh, you're not going to put a, you know, expecting to catch 15, 20 balls or 50 balls, but just one or two opportunities there, one or two opportunities in the game, third down, red zone things, those are the things you're looking for. So, Jacques, talk about the practice squad. Not a game, they didn't sign up that practice squad. Everybody does that. So, we got a lot of games coming up here in November because you know, of, of Thanksgiving. So, you got two Thursday games at the end. So, when would you say, Bryant actually plays in the game. You already got to get game? the ramp up. Got to learn. So, so that's if, a good, if uh, that's a good question, Dub, real talk. I say about a month, man. Because what's he gonna do? He's not a special teams guy, so he has to play. I mean, you could sit Michael Gallup one week if you wanted to, but you know, or Jalen Tolbert. But when is that gonna? Come? I have no expectations for a dude who's been out the league five years. I have zero. I have less than zero expectations. Uh, but he reminds me, and then, now I had more expectations for this guy, but not a whole lot because he's old now, which is Julio Jones. Okay. When you add these guys, I look at it as, can you make a play to help me win a game at some point in the season? If you've done that. Then it's all good. Who's our boy for the, uh, you know, uh, who's our guy who came from the Lakers, played in Florida, who helped the Mavericks win a championship? Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer was added, defensive guy. He had one quarter in the Mavericks' 2011 run for the championship. Helped him beat the Lakers in game two. It's Pager. That, Same thing. Pager. That, Pager that's what he that, did. He and so it's all, then it's all good. City and then but yeah. for that moment, he okay. made a play it, it, to help you win it, it, a game. It's a minimal investment. Yeah. You, you, you didn't do, you know, we, we screamed last week. I know you was gone, but we were screaming last week about them not doing anything to trade deadline, not trying to improve their team. Well, this is was an opportunity to improve, I mean, or, or add to the roster and, and, and really see uh, that we've, again, we've all talked about the lack of red zone threat. You know, so this is a guy that potentially has that. There's no guarantees, 
But it's, it's, it's it, but there's a no lose proposition here. Yeah. So, so I'll go back to the question, Nick. You've got the Giants this week. Then it's at Carolina. Thanksgiving against the uh, Washington Commandos, and then after that, it's another Thursday game against Seattle. Do you anticipate him playing? You think in any of those games that are this month in November? I think with the caveat that it's best case scenario and everything goes according to plan for Bryant and what they would think, then I would say commanders is probably the earliest you could possibly see him. But again, that's, that's if he can ramp up to football speed before then that's if he can learn the NFL playbook again, that's if they need that presence that they, they've been lacking in the red zone. If they continue to need that going into that commanders game, I think that's a really good opportunity to throw him out there and see what he could do. But then you run into the issue of who do you make inactive? Who do you sit? That was my issue. And and that's, you know, it's another funny wrinkle in all of this really quick, a really funny wrinkle in all of this. It really doesn't matter. He only has two numbers that he can use if he's uh, on a game day, 36 or 41. <laughs> he's going to be wearing an ugly number if he hits the field. When you've been out the league and been through the demons he talked about, yeah. whatever number they put him on. Yeah, you'll wear triple zero course, if you have to. <laughs> of course he can wear zero. Nah, he definitely could not. He definitely could not. Why? Uh, it wouldn't happen. I've already heard that there are conversations okay, about okay, putting I'm him just, at zero, and okay. it was very strictly no. Okay, all right. I'm just saying, it's, it's, res- it's reserved. Okay, yeah, because I know that's what Michael wants. But, uh, <laughs> so, but but getting back to him, I'm just I'm just saying you're talking about ramping up games and, and when he could play. I mean, I know that's what we have to do. We have, who's going to sit? These things work themselves out. Okay. You know, they they always. I mean, uh, Turpin Turpin almost got hurt. He had real injuries on injury report today. You don't yeah. know Understood. what what's yeah. going to happen. So it's just you know, but let, I let I do play. believe that at some point, you know, whether you know, the Cowboys play someone at home, they're they gonna be some garbage games here that you can yeah. get him in and, and get him an opportunity to play. And get some, but get he got to be up. For but he got game. yes. But he has to get his, he has to get back in football shape. Let's get him in shape, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. All right. Mike McCarthy said not playing fantasy football. We're talking about Brandon Cooks getting yeah. the two targets. Quit trying to force that ball to that man. <laughs> I mean, it's only the media. It's only the media. The man, the Cowboys passed for 374 yards, and we sitting there belaboring Brandon Cooks' targets. Why? You were asking the question. We didn't no, know. I wasn't. <laughs> I really wasn't. That was some other people. I asked the about. Man, the Brandon Cooks didn't come out your mouth? It, it was only in a sense of. I yeah, was asking. Uh, now let me finish. Only, let me, yes let me, or no? Yes or no? Okay, you're not. You're. Miss, I was not complaining about the targets. I was asking them because there's. You know, like I said, I don't know. Jesse Holly was tweeting about today. People get on Twitter and they watch all 22 and they think they know the game. Okay, so a lot of people were complaining that when Dak threw the schoolmaker, Cooks was wide open, and so I was asking about that play. And I was asking about the choices he had on that play. I was not complaining or questioning the lack of targets, as a lot of people are. And I don't think that the lack of targets, him getting two targets, is the reason why they lost that game at all. And if you want to, you know, complain about the decision he made on who he should have thrown to, it was a, it was a decision to throw to Tolbert on fourth down against Bradbury mm-hmm. when when uh, uh, Ferguson was wide open over the middle. But they were trying to pick on Bradbury on fourth down. But – None of those targets, like, oh, they, they really, you know, laid an egg by not getting the ball to Cooks. Now, big picture-wise, yes, you signed Cooks, you brought him here, you traded for him to use him. But they spread the ball around. It wasn't an issue of them not spreading the ball. I mean, CD got the ball a lot, but Gallup touched the ball, Turpin touched the ball, uh, Tober touched the ball, the tight ends touched the ball. It wasn't like 
you know, they weren't trying to spread the ball around. They just didn't get the cooks. It don't never get to him, though. I think that's the bigger. It's not really about the Philadelphia game. It's about the bigger issue of why is this guy who's been good everywhere he's been can't seem to get off on here. On pace for season low. And it could be Career because loads. they can't run the ball. And what I mean is if teams play too deep and you can't run against a seven-man front, but what does Brandon Cooks do? Stretch the field and go deep. And if you can't run it in that formation and make them bring the safety down, then maybe a lot of the routes that he runs aren't available because you can't run the ball. So just going over target numbers here. On Sunday, CeeDee Lamb, 16. Jake Ferguson, 10. Jalen Tolbert, 5. Michael Gallup, 3. Tony Pollard, 5. Brandon Cooks, 2. Kevontae Turpin, 1, and a touchdown. Luke Schoonmaker, 1, and a nullified touchdown. Hunter Lipke, 1. To ask the question, why is Cooks only getting two targets and one catch for seven yards when we were at training camp? We saw there was a connection. We thought this thing was going to look a lot better than it has looked. And I think that is a legitimate question. Earlier in the year, we asked about Michael Gallup. And Mike stood up there and said, I need, I, we need to help. We need to get Gallup. Well, he said more. that about Cooks, too, a couple weeks ago. And then Cooks caught touchdown, uh, caught past past two games. I mean, he's, he's, he's you know, the, the previous two games, he's had an impact. He made plays. I mean, So just, you're it, good with it. That's what I'm saying. You good with Cooks? Good. I'm good with the pass offense right now. When 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 Dak and CD have it going like like they have it going, and Dak is, I think his last three games, he's playing the best football of his career. I, I am. I know, but 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 you're saying I'm only talking about Cooks. But that's we, what I'm asking. But about. we're talking about the pass offense. I'm talking about Cooks. But we're talking about the Cooks. Cook is a part of the pass offense. So okay, so it's more important that the pass offense worked than Cooks get his touches. Exactly. So Jake Ferguson with ten, Cooks you, with two. You good? But I'm not about fantasy football. Jake Ferguson been productive. So Jaylen, I, mean, Jaylen, I am good. Jalen Tober with five, Cooks with, with two. I am good, good with, with the past distribution the last three weeks, yes. As long as CD is on this heater that he's on right now, I agree with Clarence, but it's not going to last forever. Like, CD can't stay this hot forever. And I think whenever he does finally cool down, that's where you start to see the increased targets for like Cooks. basketball that's jump shots. When you get hot, CD's going to stay hot. What are you trying to say? No fantasy shot. This ain't no basketball. He's going to be hot or he's going to be on the sideline by himself. CD's on a fantasy team. What I'm saying is what you're really saying is that they're going to do things to take CD away. Exactly. And when they do that, they're going to go to Cooks. There's Cooks and then there's Gallup. Because there's the Rouse Cooks are running, you don't think that some of these, you know, it's funny because everybody's kicking up. You're going to Arthur Smith in Atlanta's butt because he says, uh, B. John Robinson doing a lot of things away from the ball. A lot of things over the Well, Cooks is doing a lot of things away from the ball, okay? Killing fantasy, killing fantasy <laughs> teams in the process. It's fantasy football, but some of the stuff he's running may be opening some things up for other guys, and as soon as they do some things and give C.D. more attention, the ball will come to Cooks. But I don't think there's an issue of them ignoring him. Okay. And again, the way the – I mean – the way Dak has played the last three weeks, what we complaining about the pass offense? Let's complain about the running game. Maybe we use yeah, CD. Yeah. Maybe we, you know, throwing some hitches to be part of the running game and reverses. But, but let's not complain about the pass game. Complain about the offensive line. Let's complain about the blocking. People are legitimately asking the question about a guy that you made a trade for and you brought in. Nothing wrong with that. Oh yes, the run game. Is an issue, but I also kind of come back into this because they ran, they ran the ball twenty-one times for seventy-three yards. It's Philadelphia. That's a tough run defense. 
That's tough. And by the way, Dak Prescott. It's not, a, it's not just a Philadelphia but, issue, though. It would be different if they hadn't had that trend throughout the entire season, it feels like. Yeah. And I go by, okay, so zero the, creativity in the run game. So the Ram game, 26 carries, 102 yards, and they pass the ball 34 times. And then the Charger game, 26 carries, 96 yards rushing as a team, one touchdown versus 30 passes. And Dak was the leading rusher, though. You got It's the devil in the details. Yeah. They ain't run the ball. Quit trying to act like they had. Gentlemen, we're, we're making discussions. We're making, making discussions, which, you know, the great Michael Gelkin asked about Rico Dowdle and whether or not Rico Dowdle needs to get involved. No, nah, he don't. He good. So, Rico Dowdle's so, cool, but he we, good. Does Tony Pollard need to have more care? Less? I mean, how do we feel about For me, that? Tony Pollard is an ideal complimentary back. Like, okay. he's, he could be the best complimentary back in the NFL, and that's not a bad thing. Like, being a complimentary back is not a horrible thing. You look at the numbers he did last year, they're right on par with what he's done this year as a lead back and being able to be a bell cow type guy. That's just not who he is. I, I wish the they best, had brought someone in to be You don't be get the best the from guy. him, clearly. When he's when he's the lead guy doing all the dirty stuff, yeah. And I say that because what he hadn't had a run of twenty yards or more since uh, Arizona. So, and, and his thing is big play. I mean, the reason why everybody was so hot and bothered about him is he's a big play guy in a league where running backs don't create big plays the way he was doing it. Um, you know, he's got twenty five touchdowns in his career, and only nine of them have been less than like twenty yards. So, he averaged thirty three yards a touchdown last year. His two touchdowns this year is one yard and two yards. That ain't his game. That is wild. That is wild. Former GM Mike Lombardi had made a comparison for Pollard and saying Pollard is a lot like Christian McCaffrey. He said when Carolina was trying to use McCaffrey as kind of this hammer, he wasn't as good as when Kyle Shanahan got him and has put him in a situation where he's able to do some different things. But Kyle also uses uh, several different backs here. So I'm just kind of wondering what what is it that you do? So I thought Michael Gelkin's question to to Coach McCarthy has some legitimacy in terms of about Rico Dowdle, that he was trying to go down that hole and say, what, what, what are we seeing or not seeing here, which is why I bring that to the table. I think that the, the the issue is more the blocking than the the running backs. I mean, we can talk about the running backs all day, but where are the holes? Where are the hole? Where are the creases? I mean, the, the 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 dirty little secret about this this Cowboys team, even going back to last year, the offensive line has been poor. The blocking has been poor. I mean, you know, somebody's put up. I mean, the Cowboys pass blocking is like ranked 18th in the league, and we saw. You know what? What, what uh, Terrence Steele was was awful this past week, but you could go same thing with the blocking in the running game. It's been bad, you know. And certainly Pollard overcame that last year with his big plays, but there are not a lot of holes out there. And and Terrence Steele is, is supposed to be a great run blocker. He hasn't run. He hasn't run or pass block well. I can really only point at three guys that have been above average in my opinion when it comes to run blocking so far this season and only two of them are offensive linemen you got Tyler Smith at left guard Zach Martin at right guard and then Jake Ferguson at tight end and the one thing about all those guys is none of them are next to each other and so when you have that there's no combo blocks there's no creating the big holes that you can get for big running lanes like we saw with Tony Pollard last year or a few years back with Zeke it's just I don't feel like there's enough consistency up front that's that's been my biggest thing on this offense as a whole since probably the Arizona game all right, let's get a break in here. Uh, Coach McCarthy coming up at the bottom of the hour right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This is the media match. you got Jock Taylor, Nick Harris. you got Clarence Hill, me, Nui Scruggs, the better of the QQ dogs right here. We'll do that uh, right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. 
Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code Cowboys. VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash, right here on DallasCowboys.com. We got Jacques Taylor, we got Nick Harris, you have Clarence Hill, me, Newish, got the new dog, right here on DallasCowboys.com. So let us dive into the New York football Giants because it feels like nobody's talking about the Giants. And they're 2-7. and seven. Daniel Jones out for the year. This is a team they wiped the floor with in week one. But here comes the rematch. This Cowboy team not good. Oh, 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 would you go get the Pac-Man, Jones? You go get the Pac-Man? It's the Giants, dude. It's the Giants, dude. It's the Giants, dude. Do we need to talk about the Giants? And we got Cowboys. I mean, really, do we need to, you know, the Cowboys, Jackson, they running their own race. Ain't nobody worried about the Giants. Let's just, you know. They wasn't worried about the Cardinals. <laughs> I'll say this. The Cowboys are a bigger opponent to the Cowboys this week than the Giants. Right. Uh, I feel like that's the case for the next three well, weeks. The Giants don't that always the case. Well, tell me last week. Tell me the thing last week. No, no, no. Can we beat ourselves, <laughs> no, no, guys? But, but tell me who the Giants quarterback is. Danny DeVito. Uh, we, got, we, got, we got the brother. <laughs> no, it's Tyrod DeVito. Taylor. No. Is Tyrod out? It's yes. Tom, it's Tommy been DeVito. At, you been the world. DeVito, right. Danny DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Dude, Syracuse and Illinois. That's what he played. It's ugly, man. But still. The, tight, the tight end is out. They traded one of their best defense linemen. Leonard was gone. But I, 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 when they signed, when they when they did the Waller deal, I'm like, come I, on, guys. I, but, uh, but again, the, the Giants were averaging six points a game. I mean, they six the, points at home was still. But it's, I mean, they're six points a game. Yeah. I mean, between them and the Jets, I mean, they ain't scoring no touchdowns. Get beat by Antonio Pierce. <laughs> drilled, drilled by. I Antonio mean, drilled Pierce. by, drilled, drilled by the Raiders drilled. in disarray. I mean, this ain't this ain't the Cardinals. I'm sorry, 
You, you said the Cardinals. Get Josh, the Cardinals. Josh Dobbs ain't walking and, through and, that. And, door. and secondly, <laughs> they, the Cowboys don't lose at home, and they look at it. Look at they don't only win on they blow folks out at home. All the more reason why you got to pay attention. All the more reason why you have to trust that the Cowboys will take care of business at home because they take care of business at home like nobody's business the last two years. For me, these next three weeks are a really good opportunity to figure out your problems in depth and try some things to, to, to figure out what does work and also get some guys involved that maybe haven't been able to get going this year. Well, you, you talk about the running game and Tony Pollard. Figure out some things that make it work. Throw some creativity into the offense. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Okay. Uh, you, you're still going up against Dexter Lawrence on Sunday. You know, you're going up against a quality run defender. So figure out some things. Figure out how to get Brandon Cooks involved. Maybe get Deuce Vaughn on the field. See if he can see if he can get some action. But um, for me, these next three games, it's, it's about working out kinks and if you lose any of these three games and it's a massive disappointment yeah the next two especially because you go on the road to charlotte north carolina to face uh, the carolina panthers who uh have frank reich as their head coach who's who I, I didn't think frank could be as bad as he was in carolina last i mean in indianapolis last year and he, he is doing that he wow what a bad choice i got a trivia question for you guys do you uh do you guys know who the last number one overall pick at quarterback that the cowboys beat in his rookie season. They faced eight of them. Do y'all know who the last one that they beat was? In the rookie hood. It wasn't Derek, it wasn't Derek Carr. It was not. It was neither Jameis I mean, Winston. Carr went, um, neither was Jay it Jameis Winston. Number one. Carson Palmer? Nope. It's probably some old dude. Man. It is some old dude. I'm making Steve sure Markowski? Does it have anything to do with the Jazz game? I'm just trying to figure out why, why we answered this question. It's about Carolina. It's about Carolina here. Carrie Collins. It is uh, Vinny Testaverde. Vincenzo. Ah. Back in 1971. See, I thought we were talking no, about... No. No. 71. 71. He won 71. That's 71? Why are you wasn't even born yet? Vinny wasn't even playing college. Vinny wasn't even born yet. Give me a moment. It was a Testaverde. Hold on. Oh, my God. Vinny didn't come out until 86. I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to come back to this. And you can't be bringing up trivia. Right. It was 1971, though. It was 1971. That's probably our It wasn't Vinny Testaverde. Yeah, it wasn't. His rookie year was 87. Jim Plunkett or Archie Man? Goodness gracious, man! Stop it! Hold on a second. I want no, no. Go ahead. I want. Who was the number one pick in the '71 draft? (laughs) Just Google the '71 draft. Buccaneers. It wasn't the Buccaneers. Oh, that's funny. I mean, John McKay was still you. It was Plunkett. USC. It was Plunkett, 1971. There oh, we go. my God. Yeah, you know, old quarterbacks. I don't waste my yeah, time with yeah. them. You remember what team? <laughs> you, you, you wasted our time. I did. I did. I <laughs> you remember did. the team you played for? Uh, the New England Patriots. The New England yeah. Patriots. Remember you know, when he went to school? Stanford. Couldn't tell you that. Stanford Couldn't University. You, oh, you, know what, you know about his parents? Okay. Could not tell you that do, either. Do you know he won the Super Bowl? Again, I'm not going to trivia. We've already he, determined that do here. Do you know he won the Super Bowl? <laughs> do what? He, he won the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. She couldn't tell me that either. With the Raiders. Really? Couldn't with the Raiders. Won two with the Raiders. Won two. Back when they two. ran like I formation every play. Wow. You gave it to Marcus Allen. You gave it to Marcus Allen. This is the Roger Stoutback era now? He, he was never the straw that stirred the drink. Jim Plunkett, yeah. 1971. The Heisman young, Trophy These winner. young folks, boy. These young folks. Boy. I got some for you. What <laughs> you got for us? Anyway, getting back to the Cowboys and the Giants. <laughs> did you know Vinny played for the Cowboys? Uh, yeah, I did know that. Okay. I did know that. All right. I did know there that. He won a Thanksgiving Day game. Came off the bench. Won a Thanksgiving that. Day game. Yeah. And their starter, Drew Henson. The, the name of this episode just has to be Trivia Night. <laughs> Bad Trivia Night. Bad Bad trivia night. <laughs> Gosh. 
what do you what do you make of the Cowboys defense? You know, against, against the Eagles and. If they could have gotten one of the three fumbles, that's what's so crazy. It's it's a, it's probably a different game. The last one, the last they one, gifted them. Right. I'm gonna remind me of Herman Herm Edwards against the Giants right. when they gifted them the game with the, with the handoff, right. and they just it was a fumble right there, like they're running out the clock, and he just and they fumbled the ball, and Mike is right there, and they can't get on it. Ultimately, I come back into this. I'm sure you guys have all felt the same way. You and I talked about Sunday night on Channel Five. You had all the opportunities. You had every opportunity to win this football game, and you didn't do it. The issue is this is now who you have truly become as a franchise. This is what we're used to. You you beat yourself. You don't take advantage of the opportunities, and then you go in the locker room afterwards, and we get the same old stuff. Well, we just got to clean some things up. Don't make these mistakes. We beat ourselves. It's the same old thing. You're not getting it done. I, 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 I have a different take because after the 49ers game, that's what the Cowboys were. They don't get it done. They get bloated. They don't show up, okay. you know, in big games. Well, I think this has been a different team since the 49ers game. And although they didn't win that Eagles game, I think this remains a team on the rise because of the offense still showed the difference. And Dak has just been a different player since that 49ers game. Yeah, they didn't get it done. Ultimately, the bottom line is the bottom line. You are what your record says you are. And they didn't get it done when it matters most. But for when, when you're measuring contenders in the NFC, the way the Cowboys played Sunday, even though they didn't get it done, they are there. So let me just stand where oh, they are there after the Niner game. Is there any coincidence from an officer standpoint? That's when CeeDee Lamb came out and like, I'm not happy. It's well, it's more than CeeDee Lamb, but it's also Dak using his legs. They're just, a, you know, he, in respect with the way this offense, he has to use his legs. Being dual threat Dak. Cool. You know, yes. the first two first downs, he ran for them. Yes. You know, you know, and that's and that helps open up a couple of big plays because, the, you know, him scrambling and making plays and, and with his legs to, to throw the ball down the field. This Dak, the way Dak is playing right now, that gives them hope. Mm-hmm. That they can change their outcome in the future. They didn't get it done, but I don't think this is a same old, same old. All right. Let us wrap up this edition of the Media Mash. Coach Mike McCarthy coming your way at the bottom of the hour. So I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to get upstairs so they can hear what Coach has to say. And we'll listen to him talk about Martavius Bryant and and how the large receiver he is. So, <laughs> Somebody just texted me says, Hey, he's a young dude with that trivia. Hey, there we go. Tell him I said what's up. Bro told me to haze him, so I got to haze him. Why you got to touch him? I had to haze him. He told me to haze him. He just got a text message from Atlanta. Hey, man. Haze the young dude with the trivia. I'll take I'll carry the helmets. I'll carry the helmets. I don't know what hazing is. Something I've been a part of. So speak for yourself and whatever it is you do. I'm sorry, Derek. I had to hit him. Ada, Ada. I'll carry the helmets out of here. The good cue. I'm the good cue. Clarence Hill, Nick Harris, Jack Taylor. I'm Newey Scruggs. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Media Match on DallasCowboys.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?